Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I think you're going to have some list takeaways from this episode. This is probably one of my top five episodes of all time. Well, it's because it has one of our top or two of our top five people. (laughs) Anyway, just one. one. Today on the show, we have Jake and Becca Berg. They are the founders of Dubsado and they have done so many amazing things for us in our own business, but have helped so many of you guys in your service-based business. We have loved watching their business grow over the last five years and really admired the fact that they were building a software service. They were leading what I think is one of the best customer service teams out there. And they've made a huge impact on small business owners. And in today's episode, we are touching on some of those unique parts of what makes Dubsado tick. Yeah. So if you guys couldn't tell, we've been obsessed with how SaaS companies run. And we like to kind of pick their brains about what are they doing differently in their business that we could take away in our business and that y'all could take away in a service-based, even one-on-one business. So today we're kind of touching on two different things. Things, the lessons they've learned as a SaaS, how their company has evolved and changed specifically this year when they were working in person and then they had to go virtual and then figuring out company roles and all of that good stuff that came with restructuring and also how they've kept customer service top of mind. Some of the things that they've done from day one, some of the things that they implemented as this year got kind of wild and some of the things that they continue to do and what they focus on every single day when they talk to their customers on all of their support tickets, chat, email, phone, all of that kind of stuff. And I know there's some really, really great ideas in there that you guys can implement in your business, no matter if it's just you or not. And I even talk about my transition from becoming an avoider when it comes to customer service to fully embracing it and how truly what a difference that has made in my other business. So stay tuned, listen for all of that. This one's really good. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Jake and Becca, welcome to the show. Hi, good to to see you guys. Oh, it's good to be back with you guys. It's been way too long. I looked, it's been over a year since you've been on the show, which doesn't make sense to me. Seems that's really rude. I know. That's just (laughs) rude, you guys. Why would we do that to you? I don't understand. But we're excited to have you back and talk a little bit more about what it's like to run 
a SaaS company. I don't know. Maybe this is for selfish reasons, but I find yeah, it... Literally no one listening cares, but we have all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. I find it fascinating. And honestly, I think so many other types of businesses can learn so much from this business model just because you have to handle life differently. But I think there's a lot we can mimic and echo inside of our own businesses to make them better and more efficient and more customer service friendly. And so I definitely want to hear your take on it. But now you're what, five years into running a SaaS company? Five, yeah. And you haven't crashed and burned. You're still kicking. <laughs> Congratulations. Maybe some days mentally, but no. Uh, <laughs> No, that's a huge milestone. It's a huge milestone. Well, congratulations on that. I'd love to know what you feel like the biggest kind of shift you've had to make in the last couple of years as your company, both your company has grown, but also like the systems required to run a company of your size has changed. Yeah. At the very beginning, since it was just Jake and I, we didn't have to rely on systems and processes as much as we do now being a team of 45. So Mm -hmm. one of the biggest hurdles that we've had to jump through in just growing our team and making sure that we're growing our business is just developing these systems from scratch because, you know, there's no one else that can kind of do it exactly like you do it or do it exactly Mm -hmm. like you want to do it. So we just read some books, we saw some things and just, okay, how can we do this to implement it how we want to? And it's just about setting up the systems and following them and just making sure those procedures go as planned. And I would say like any business, the biggest mm-hmm. curveball was just this year. And yeah. we're a team that has been used to working from inside the office. We're all local here in Los Angeles. So having to go home and work from home. Our entire team was a huge curveball and really made us take a deep dive into the systems we thought were awesome, but Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, this is not working because they're not functioning for us when we're separated. And it really shouldn't be like that. Those systems should be able to work in the office, outside of the office, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. So this past year is when we really took a look at who does what, how does this happen? And we did an entire audit of our company. We interviewed all of our employees, what they like, what they don't like, what they think would be great. And it was a very, very long process talking one hour meetings to 45 people, but it was worth it because we restructured teams, we redid things and it just allowed us to function happier. Yeah, (laughs) That's important when you're just running any type of business. That sounds very similar to what we've been going through internally as well. We just felt this and I don't know if it's like in the air or if maybe it's more evident. We've always been a virtual team. So we definitely Mm -hmm. didn't shift. But there was just something internally where I was like, I feel like everyone needs a refresh on like what their actual role is. Because I don't know about you guys. And this probably doesn't happen with everyone on your team. But there's certain people that they're just easy to work with. And so you end up just being like, and now you just adopt this part of the business and (laughs) try this on for size. And the couple people internally, I was like, I'm not sure you literally do anything you were initially hired to do. Not that they're not doing their job. They're doing exactly what we asked them to do, but not what they were hired for. And so we had to reassess internally and do similar things. And I do think that's helped a lot. I'd love to hear Jake's perspective. Like, how Mm -hmm. does that work on the technology side? You're having to adapt and develop 
away. Does your head want to explode yet? <laughs> no, it's actually in a way less stressful because I'm not staring at it. Like the mm. problems aren't 10 feet down the hallway. Now I just catch up every 20 minutes or so on Slack to see what kind of damage has been done. <laughs> so it hasn't been terrible. I just think it kind of opens up gaps where you have like blind spots that you didn't know that you had because you just kind of rely on instant communication a lot yeah. by default. Yeah. And for the most part, though, it's sort of just been continuing down the same path we were headed. And we haven't really had any hiccups because of it. Like the whole, the whole team has showed up the whole time. No one's been out of reach. When things do go down or, or wrong, we've always had someone that knows that they're on call and they're ready. So, yeah, it's been an adjustment and it's been sad not seeing the people. Yeah. For me, that's the biggest thing is just so out of routine from where we were five months ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing wrong about it aside from just the person side. And actually, that is a point in the actual team structure too. That's something that we ran into over the past couple of months where we have all these people that are kind of these geekier sort of people that like to just kind of be the to themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that they're not coming into work and everything's kind of closed, everyone's out of that routine and now they're just by themselves inside yeah. that. So that sort of opens up the opportunity for loneliness and regular human things to come into the equation. So yeah, some personal things have come up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found it really interesting because Becca, you mentioned like last time we chatted for just work stuff about how you miss the in-personness a lot and like you saw a mm-hmm. big shift. And I have heard from company after company. I mean, nearly every single one of my friends outside of the online space who all of a sudden had to go virtual are loving it and they're performing really well and they're figuring out how can we be virtual long-term even if it's not 100% and they're adapting and we've heard of even bigger companies who are shutting down like actual buildings because they're going to bring part of their company virtual and I found it really interesting that you guys were like we we actually really miss it and we set it up to be in person and we miss that. Is that just a company culture thing? Like what do you think that comes back to? Yeah, I think it just from the very get-go when we started hiring, enjoying each other's company, hanging out outside of work, it was something that was deeply rooted into our culture at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about how after work one time, we all went to Disneyland together. Like we do a lot of things together. Yeah. Dubzato in itself, it's a family company. We outwardly say new users that sign up are part of the Dubzato family. Yeah. And our family enjoys being together. It's like Mm -hmm. that Thanksgiving every single day, like we're all all together. It's just something that was in our culture and that we made very important from the beginning that we're more than just work friends. A lot of these people create these lifelong bonds with each other. And Well, didn't you just have your first Tapsado marriage? Yes. Yeah. It's really exciting. Two people who both work at Dubzato, got married. And it was really oh, exciting. Oh, that is so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we did some cute pictures of it and everything. We did and, some cute pictures. I love yeah. That. And we'll say it'll be our first like full Dubzato babies. We have like yeah. a Dubzato baby. And yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It'll be the first fully one. So, <laughs> but you know, we're excited. Beside your own kids. Yeah, everything. 
besides your own children, right? Yeah, besides those. Well, I am curious because I've always, maybe I've never voiced it, but I should have because I've loved watching your company culture develop over the last five years. And it's so strong to the point where like, even if you're not in it, like you can feel it and it's attractive and it's homey and inviting. But I'm curious because I know a lot of people, Emily and I included, struggle to how you develop a culture when you aren't in person. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it would be one way if we did see people every day, but we have people all across the country that we're working with on a daily basis. And it's been difficult to like make some of those quirky things happen. But did you find there was anything you were able to do when you were all home that carried some of those traditions? I was going to start by saying that I had nothing to do with this and it's a hundred percent her. So go ahead. (laughs) No, it's not all me. We have a party planning committee in Devzato. So that runs all of the parties that we have and birthdays and one year or celebration, stuff like that. But they did a really good job at making it a priority to include a lot of people. So every Friday, even when we are here in the office, we at four o'clock, at four o'clock, we stop everything and we do happy hour. It might be a game. So when we were here in the office, it was like a game that we did catchphrase, whatever. But when we were virtual, we all stopped work and we did some online drawing game together. The development team did some crazy nerdy game. I don't know what it was, but we all made sure to do something together where we all saw each other's faces. And we had Slack competitions and stuff like that, where we made sure periodically throughout the week and sometimes daily that we are checking in with each other and doing fun things, as well as we made points for certain people to reach out to a certain amount of people Mm. and just check in and say, hey, how are you? And just start a one-on-one conversation like you would if you ran into them in the kitchen or passing in the hallway. Mm -hmm. So we tried to keep with that as much as possible. But I think making it a priority to have outside of work things during work, fun things that you can do, uh, it was really important for us. Yeah. Back in my corporate days, I was definitely on the party planning committee, which yeah. is maybe no surprise that I ran the chili cook-offs and soup, mm-hmm. soup uh, I don't even know, donation, can good drive things and all that. But I definitely have struggled with it online and we've mm-hmm. done little things like goofy themed Christmas parties where we all show up in ugly holiday sweaters and play games and it is hard and sometimes it feels corny and Emily calls me out on my corniness and will <laughs> shut it down. She'll be like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> I don't shut it down. I just- <laughs> You'll tell me, please don't do that again, but it's fine. It's fine. I love you anyway. I appreciate it and I love that you do it and that is the exact kind of thing Emily would be like, wow. <laughs> Thanks. This but is I, helping. We all need that corniness. Mm. We all need that in our life. Yeah. I mean, I sent a mug to our old that director of ops. And oh, I wish I could remember exactly what it was called, but she had just gotten chickens. And so we're really bad at sending birthday gifts because I'm like terrible at remembering anything. But I sent her a mug to celebrate the fact that she was a chicken mom. And it, it was, was inappropriate. <laughs> I think it was very inappropriate. <laughs> And I loved it. I loved it so much. I don't even want to go into what it said. I have, I I'll go like find it. it so I can say it off the air. It was, it was not anyway, I love that. Service. Yeah, let's change the subject. Okay. So I think one of the things I've loved watching 
from afar as I've looked at other SaaS companies, because I don't know how much we've talked to you about this, but we want to as much as possible, despite how our products are actually presented, when we can model our own business after a SaaS company, because I think it just requires a different level of customer service. Mm -hmm. You treat the people differently, you handle solutions differently. And so I'd love to know, as your company has shifted and grown, how have you kept customer service at the forefront? And are there certain models you're following to just make sure that that stays a top priority for you guys? Yeah, I think it goes back to the previous thing about culture. Yeah. And it started before we had a company big enough to have a party planning committee. <laughs> yes. And, like almost the very beginning of how we even train people is kind of an indication of what we expected out of at least the leaders because things have changed quite a bit and people coming in for the smaller roles are now like highly regimented training and documentation, all this sort of stuff. But at the very beginning, we sat people at a desk and we said, okay, here's your job and here's how you log in. And now it's up to you to figure everything out. And from that point, we kind of encouraged a lot of resourcefulness from everybody. Like we required it because either we were too busy doing other things or the system was changing a lot and we just needed that sort of flexibility out of everybody. But the core question, remind me. Customer service. Goes on to customer service. (laughs) And so the culture that Becca created was highly principle-based, less like, I need you to do this, 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 and this, and exactly this, and more like, these are the values that we're trying to adhere to. Mm -hmm. However you get that done is up to you. Yeah. When we first started, I handled the customer service. And then one of our first hires was a customer service role because I couldn't handle it. There were too many emails and tickets coming through. And I didn't have time to train that person. So like Jake said, I just sat them down and I said, hey, just talk with them like they're your friend, they're your business partner, that you are helping them in their business. They are reaching out to us, taking the time to contact us. Be that one person that can change their day around be pleasant to talk to, and maybe you'll solve their issue that they're having along the way. Like Jake said, not having regimented things that they had to follow, but just treating each person that comes in like a human being, like a friend, like a family member that's chatting in. And that just got passed down and passed down and passed down as more people came along into Dubsado. And each person is a real person and not a number to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sat on chat for like an hour and a half for my shipping software that I use. It's called Pirate Ship. And they're very thematic in their language. Everything is ahoy, Emily. And so this person came on chat and said ahoy. And I said my problem. And then he was like, let's try to get this figured out so you can set sail or something like that. And then we couldn't figure out my problem. And he was like, okay, sorry, I have to go get the captain. And it was just the most ridiculous. Like I was on an hour and a half for the dumbest problem, but it was hilarious the entire time. I was like, okay, this is corny I can get behind because I was really annoyed when I first signed on. And now we're talking pirate talk right now and I'm here for it. (laughs) Well, I think sometimes you just have to listen to what your people are going through and it's easy to get caught up in emotions. And this is where as a business owner, I've had to draw the line on some things. Not that I don't want to be involved in customer service issues. Like I love our people and want to do whatever I can. But also I am the first person on our team to take any problem personally, whether (laughs) it's a personal problem or not. And so 
I have to delegate that and I have to like Mm -hmm. give ownership to other people. And I think the key thing that you've done, whether you call it that or not, is developing a company of ownership where people are empowered to make decisions and they're empowered to uphold your values, whether they quote unquote get approval or not, or like follow Mm -hmm. an SOP to the T. And I think that's what makes your company special because you're having people that are operating on values rather than a script. And I think sometimes that can be really frustrating when you are working with someone else. Like just last night, my husband made a call to our bank and he had a very simple question. And they're like, well, you can just log on to your account and do that yourself. And he's like, I bothered to call you. Like you could at least address my problem. And she's like, well, it should be on this part of your account. He's like, I called you because I can't find it. So like, could we just do the thing? And it was just- If she had just said, ahoy matey, I bet it would have been fine. (laughs) Yeah, it probably would. And like, we ended up getting the problem solved and it's whatever. But we both looked at each other at the end of it, like rolling our eyes at the situation where if you had trained your people to operate on a value instead of she's following the bullet points in her knowledge base, people would be so much happier. (laughs) That's something that we have strayed away from. It just a customer support knowledge base that Mm -hmm. is so regimented and canned replies that are too structured because every single person, I mean, yeah, it might take a little bit more time, but every single person that writes in does get a on the spot crafted response by the person who's doing it. And because they have all the tools that they know to answer the question, but it just adds a little bit of a personalized touch. And no one's ever said, can you please just direct me to a person that can chat with me. Like, no, like this is a literal person that is guiding you through your question. But yeah. And two, just having the option, I think where, I know, Abigail, your husband called in, we do have call options too. Like I was all just talking about chat, but we do have the ability for people to actually call in and chat with us. And for a SaaS company that just in this industry, it's not a thing that most people do, but it's added a nice touch and we have it where people request a call from us. Like they don't call in and they immediately get a person. They, they request a call and we give them a call back within an hour. But it's really nice for people to know that if they yeah. did want to hear a human person's voice, they can just fill out a form and get a call in with about an hour. And we have really those cool. people on calls and bless their hearts. They're awesome. And it just gets a whole different type of people on the calls. And all of them seem very, very appreciative to just speak to a human. Yeah. I'm definitely that kind of person, but I don't know if I'm the extra person who like, (laughs) I've already read all your knowledge base articles and I still don't know the answer. And so I need to talk to the developer because I need to know (laughs) if this is even possible. I'm that person. I'm that person. Uh Inevitably and almost every, not all, but Almost every SaaS company we personally subscribe to, I've been uh-huh. on the phone with the CEO. Like, <laughs> that is I, great. Because <laughs> I'm like, does it do this? Why doesn't it do this? I'm paying you a lot of money for it to do this. We have hopped on the I'm phone. Like, don't, you don't want me as the client. You <laughs> don't have ever imagined. It's fine. That is so great. That's well, fine. And I, That's I why you like get in early. Because that is why you get in early. Then you're more likely to get that response. <laughs> I'm one of those people that will try anything to not talk to anybody. I will suffer for hours and hours on end. On chat. And I don't even like reading help articles. 
I just don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-mm. So I think that's too why I'm like, if someone's taking the time to write into us, we better be awesome to talk to because <laughs> I'm sure. to feel good. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I want to talk about also, I know you guys have some steps in place to help people before they even get to maybe needing the chat or needing to hop on a phone with you Mm -hmm. guys. And Abby told our Strategy Academy students just now in our coaching call of something that you guys offer. And I want to verify that what she said was (laughs) true in case I need to go course correct. So she told our kids 
we were talking about Dubsado and we were talking about the proposal and how easy it makes that process, right, of getting someone interested and then you can literally send them your packages right there and they can pay it. But she was a new Dubsado user and was still like overwhelmed at getting everything set up. And Abby said, I think that you get three phone calls with Dubsado as a new account to set up your account or maybe demo or something like that. Is that true or what does that look like? Yeah. So we actually have three types of calls that you can book with us. You can book a technical support call. And that's the one where we call you back in like an hour. That's just if you have like, hey, I can't get this connected. I need help. Mm -hmm. Then we have Mm -hmm. our demo call. So if someone was just wanting to get a demo one-on-one, walk through the software, you can do that. But then I think what Abigail was talking about, we have our education team calls. And these people, if you need a strategy that you need help implementing, or Mm. just need to talk through someone about a process that you have, and how does this translate into Dubsado? Those are our education calls. And education calls. Okay. Yes, you can have two free ones a month. So you can book those month after month if you want to. And then if you're like, okay, I just really need more help than that, then we do have a paid one where you can just book more time or book more calls. But most likely people can knock all their questions and strategies out in one 30 minute call. People are like, it's going to be more than 30 minutes. Trust me. And we're like, no, trust us. <laughs> no, really. It's not as hard as you think it is. It's going to be 30 minutes. <laughs> so yeah. yes, you are exactly right. But those are very high. I didn't overpromise. I know what they do. Come on. <laughs> I knew about Gosh. the demos. I didn't know about the education calls. And I think that is really yes. cool. Okay. So here's the thing. And the point of us even asking you all of these questions, I think so much of this is implementable on a smaller scale in a service-based business. But mm-hmm. people have a hard time connecting the dots of like, well, how could I model something like that in my own business? It's just me or it's just me and a couple of VAs. What could I even do? I don't have that much time or I couldn't offer that level of service. So like if you were to break down the most important parts of how you improve the customer process or the customer journey, like what do you think someone could look at your business and model inside their own? I'm going to go first. I'll be really brief. I promise. Then you can go. <laughs> Good. I just look like I saw to say. I was bluffing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just talking to Jake about this this morning because whenever I'm getting ready, like bouldering my hair or putting on my makeup, I always have the most awesome revelations and I'm always like blabbing to Jake about it. We were just talking about this this morning. You're like, write this down. Yeah. I wish companies could see the power of a customer's experience. A lot of people just put offerings and services out there and say, I do customer support this but they don't really think about the journey it takes for their customer to get there. Is it easy for the customer to find that they want to chat in or that they want to set up an education call? Or what does your customer see when they first land on your website? Your customer's experience is going to make or break your business. How they feel when they first contact you or how they feel in your continual contacts. It's a huge thing that often goes underestimated in a lot of businesses. And it doesn't matter if you are a SaaS company or you are a service-based business that's running with three clients. That customer experience should be like, that is your only customer that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Do they feel loved? Do they feel heard? Do they feel taken care of? And that was a big, big thing that if anyone can just take away one thing from this Mm -hmm. podcast is try to look at your business as a customer would? Does it make sense? Does the words that you're saying make sense? Does your offerings that you put out make sense? A lot of people just think that this is what their customer wants and just blah, 
put it out there. Mm-hmm. It's no, so it's good. <laughs> Go for it, Jake. What's up? Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> I have one thought that's like, okay, this is the most important thing. And it's one thing that I learned from Becca in the customer service side, because going into business on my own, I don't even know why you're laughing already. I would be scared. Um, For what? There would be no customer service. No, there wouldn't. wouldn't. I'd be like, all right, it's not working. Then I don't know. Try something else. So yeah, starting in headshot photography and weddings that Beck and I were working on together. Like one thing that she always did was reply right away to the customer. So not always during the most convenient times, like maybe it was during dinner. I didn't have Dubsado. But yeah, no auto replies yet. So <laughs> sometimes you email somebody and you're like, all right, well, it's been two hours. Still haven't heard back from them. But then it's like, all right, it's been two days since I've heard back from them. Like now do I have to follow up? And now that's yeah. like the biggest thing I think anybody could do is just be quick on your feet. I know that yeah. doesn't really help. No, it does help. And I'm the kind of person that would stew on something because I didn't like customer service, even though like I get it and know how important it is. It would be the thing that I'd be bothered by. And so then I'd stew on responding and then I'd be like mad about what I was going to say or upset (laughs) at the client, even if they didn't do anything. Because like I said, I took everything personal, whether it was a personal thing or not. And so, God forbid, they asked me when their website was going to be delivered. Like, how dare you ask when this project was supposed to be completed? <laughs> anyway, come on. Th- but if you make it a company policy to respond quickly, like, and you can define what quick is to you, then you don't need to worry about it anymore. I know that sounds goofy, but then it's back on their plate and. It's not sitting in your inbox haunting Well, and I will tell you, as being both versions, as a photographer, I was the version of avoidance because I wasn't confident yet. I wasn't confident as a business owner in my skills. I was maybe worried that they were emailing me how much they hated me and everything I delivered to them. And I didn't want to read that. And so I avoided a lot of it. And that's definitely how we even transitioned here. It was one of the first roles we got off of our plate because it couldn't be in the inbox. Well, then when I started yet another business, I was like, okay, well, this is just going to be me and I'm a grown up now. And so I maybe need to decide how I'm going to respond. And I decided from day one with my product business that it didn't matter what they asked for. I was just going to be so nice. And I was going to be very responsive and not necessarily bend over backwards, but like go above and beyond and do everything I could to just make it like a really nice experience. And I just think that there's been so many times where we've bought stuff online and it arrives broken or it's late or you lose tracking. And like, it's just annoying to try to make the contact. And like, I don't know, that process always just, I buy a lot of shit online. So it's stressful. So I just didn't (laughs) want to be that for someone. I wanted you to like be happy about your purchase the entire time. And so more than once, surprisingly, I have heard from my customers that I have literally the best customer service experience over there. And it's That's so shocking fun. to me. It's shocking. <laughs> like, who am I as a person? And so it's really exciting because being on the other side of this, of like being really responsive and going above and beyond and how that actually makes me want to check my email more. It's yeah. weird now, or it's like a psychological thing. I want you to gas me up with how quick I respond to you. So I'm going to respond to you really quickly. It's like, <laughs> Logical, but it works. And so I don't know. I think I'm just for our listeners who maybe have been the avoidant person before, you can change because I did. And it yeah. actually feels really good to change. So mm-hmm. maybe try it. Yeah. We didn't set out in Dubsado to be like, we're going to have the best customer service ever. It happened because we 
didn't have the development already because it was just Jake. So I was like, well, you know what? I got, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I got (laughs) to talk to the people. I got to reassure them. I got to get back to them right away so they don't fill their head with, well, Dubsado's not getting back to me. Dubsado's not doing this. So I just, I filled them with humanness, with personality, and it helped. That is what made us grow. I mean, Um, our features did too, but that is what made us grow. Yeah, nothing at all. Then I was like, okay, so this is this is actually working. So I would say the avoidance just fills the customer's head with more questions. Hundred percent. Even if it's a bad email, just hit it straight on. Just show that you tell yourself that you're in control of this situation and answer the emails. Get that little endorphin hit from getting back to it right away. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, at the end of the day, with what Jake is focused on, I mean, he's on the development side, he's on the product Mm. side and making sure the product is the best it can be. And ultimately, the product is what's delivering results and results are what make people want to buy. But Mm -hmm. what people want when they want to stay is when they feel heard and loved and cared for and Ultimately, customer service drives retention. And if you're trying to run a business with repeat clients, you need both. You need both (laughs) and you need it to be really solid. So it doesn't make what Jake does any less important. It's the attractive piece that gets people in the door. I mean, he's a piece of work himself, but... Man, next time let's just do a whole no, roast. Couldn't, couldn't do this without you, definitely. Yeah. No, I didn't. Never mind. I, was, I was saying inappropriate <laughs> things about your lovely husband. Anyway, I moving on. I always wanted to get roasted. You know, if you watch The Office and they have like the roast of Michael Scott. Jake wanted to have a roast. I was convinced that that would be a great idea for work. And I sit on a throne. Oh, and have don't do During happy hour one time, he wanted to do it. I was like, why? No why? one wants to roast their boss. Like nobody. I'll sign up for a Jake roast. If you ever have a virtual roast, I would love that. Yeah, we'll just do it virtually. Non-employees, so we can really just let loose. Gosh. (laughs) No, that would be my worst nightmare. (laughs) It can be a roast, but instead say everything you love about me. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. This was fantastic as always. Thank you so much. Do we want to finish this on any sort of what's our segment called? I haven't recorded this in forever. Are you serious? Talk after got after it. nearly five hundred episodes. I don't know. I remembered. Let's head into talk strategy to me, Becca, and I would love for you to kind of recap three to five action steps for our listeners to implement a solid, kick-ass customer service and amazing team of even one company culture experience within their business? Yeah. Answer the emails. (laughs) Add your personal touch to things. Don't be afraid to show your personality. After all, it is your business. So you can create it and do whatever the heck you want to do. And in creating culture, just find what you would want to do. That's why I know I'm doing three. Don't worry. No, I don't have any That was one, two, three. I'm just counting for you. That's my job. (laughs) Thank you. No, but in developing a company culture, because that's an important part of your business, find what's fun for you and just put that off into your employees and they'll have fun with you for sure. I love that. And then start a company roast and it will be great. Okay. And four company roast. Number five. <laughs> company roast. You already did four. 
<laughs> Jake, do you have any last takeaways to add for people? You want to add to this conversation? No, number five. Stay tuned for a roast of Jake Berg. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> such a goofball. Oh well, as you guys probably know, Dubsado is a big part of our culture here. And if you haven't figured out yet, you can try Dubsado whenever you'd like. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is go to bossproject.com slash Dubsado. Use code bossproject at checkout. Any last places you want to tell people to go hang out with you guys online? Yeah, you can follow our Instagram, which has all of our awesome people that work at Dubsado's faces and our fun culture that's spread on there. My Dubsado is our Instagram handle. And yeah, join us over there. Yay. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.